A long, dormant threat lingers in the fog, waiting for a sacrifice. It's Common Rider Jay. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. This is a dedicated to our friend Jay out there, oh, uh, yes. <laughs> who goes to the movies with me often. Uh, thanks, Jay. One of our earliest supporters. The movies. Yeah, absolutely. He's 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 a supporter of the podcast, to be sure. Um, longtime listener, longtime friend for both of us now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so, common writer Jay is dedicated to you, Jay. Yeah. This is a man you spend time at the movies with. You share a popcorn and a drink with him. <laughs> this is true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is true. <laughs> this this is yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. I, I'm I'm gonna invite him actually, Alex, to Shin Ultraman here. Um, see if he wants to go. You better do it soon if you're gonna get a ticket. Uh, I just looked yesterday, and like none none of the seats were taken. Dude, yeah, that's not the case here. Oh really? Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him and we'll get some tickets. I, I'm not super concerned when I looked at the theater openings yesterday. So, uh, but I, I we will we will. Um, I'm excited about it. It's gonna be good. But welcome back to the Monsters vs. Event Podcast, the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves, where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week we're discussing all Common Rider J. If you didn't figure that out already. <laughs> you almost said Ultraman J. <laughs> I did. And, and with me today is my cute younger sister, Alex. And joining me is that cricket that dies and somehow comes back to life at the end. Eric. Look. Oh, sorry. It's a grasshopper. I just offended every common writer fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a grasshopper. <laughs> Look. I just can't believe you made that mistake. That's like oh. appropriation almost, Alex. <laughs> I think it is. I'm, I'm guilty. Uh, like that is. It's <laughs> uh, the most offensive thing I've ever said. <laughs> you can't be doing that, man. You can't be doing that on this show. I know. I know. We're gonna get uh, No, I tell you, I I am excited. The series is is fun. It's it's fun to go back to our Tokusatsu roots um, here, Alex. And do a couple of of older, I guess '90s isn't that old, right? We're talking Heisei era, right? Yeah. Um, but it, it's fun to to do these common writer films, and I think Ultraman the next next week will be in a similar vein. Um, so yeah, I've been enjoying these, and I think Shin Ultraman will be a fun treat. Um, two night only event, so uh, hopefully you've got your ticket and. Uh, are, are planning to go out to Shin Ultraman. Oh yeah, I've got my ticket. I'm ready to. I'm ready to rock and roll. Nice. Can't wait. Nice. <laughs> well, let's jump into Common uh, Rider Jay then, because again, we can't have an episode this longer than the movie. That's that's right. <laughs> a year after Common Rider Zio, Common Rider returns with Common Rider Jay. Uh, just a short but pretty different take on Common Rider. 
it's pretty inevitable that we're going to compare this one to the first, Alex. So let's just jump right there. In your opinion, is Jay a better representation of Common Rider as a whole than Zio was last week? Uh, or should we start with Zio or should we scrap them both and start with something else? What do you think, Alex? Uh, yeah, I, I think Jay is a better representation of Common Rider mm-hmm. minus the supersizing at the end of this. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that, actually. I, I, I did not know if that ever happened, but I, it doesn't happen, right? No, no that's not a thing. Uh, I, okay. <laughs> I, I, I think it has uh, – the, the horror aspect in this is much more in line with what we see with the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, pit of demons may be excluded. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that this one manages to tell a more typical theatrical story um, than its counterpart. And I actually do buy the relationships in Jay more than I do Zio as well. But... This doesn't have the Spider Queen, so that's a pretty big minus. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. <laughs> spider Woman. Sorry, you named her Spider Queen. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So, so to me, this feels uh, quite a bit different than Zio, uh, which surprised me actually, because I just figured you know these would be pretty similar. But there's there's a lot besides the the costume, the the Common Rider costume, which looks virtually identical. Uh, Whoa! Of, uh, I I said the grasshopper thing, and now you yeah. said that. Okay, uh, it's not. <laughs> these two the two costumes look very similar here, <laughs> um, but the overall vibe of the film, um, this film leans more into fantasy, whereas Zio leaned more into sci fi. And we see that from the very beginning of this film, where our main protagonist actually gains his common rider powers. You know, he gains them from those earth spirits right. um, in a fantastical way versus being created with in a, a sci fi way. With a weird fantasy surgery going on. With yeah, him. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, I don't think Jay is as cinematic as Zio, and, uh, you know, quote unquote cinematic yeah. as Zio. But. I wonder if you are a tokusatsu fan already, you might enjoy Jay more than Zio because it has basically nonstop toku goodness in a more classical toku way throughout. We even get the giant common rider at the end. Do you do you <laughs> think I'm right about kind of being more classical toku here? Yeah, you're definitely right about this being more classical toku. Uh, mm-hmm. The narrative and the pacing here feels very theatrical. I I felt like I had all three acts. I didn't actually feel like I was really rushed that much. Um, I was surprised at how they were able to pace a 45-minute movie. Now, whether that's a good or bad thing (laughs) uh, compared to Zio is definitely up to the viewer because there's definitely pros and cons Mm -hmm. uh, to the, the way they tackled each of those experiences. Yes, it's like a game of death sort of film. This is Bruce Lee game of death Ooh. where where our hero has to go through the different trials in order to get to its destination. That's essentially what we have here, right? Yeah. As, as the hero has to get through the three henchmen 
in order to get to the big boss, the fog mother. So <laughs> yeah, it feels video game-ish in a sense, but I kind of like it for that as well. Yeah, it is video game-ish. It's true. And I will say like, while there were some great effects and Zio Jay's effects are just an overall improvement over it. Oh, did you, you think so? Yeah, I do. I, I do. Huh. I, I think the designs of the monsters are, <sighs> I guess, despite, again, the look of the final boss <laughs> in, in mm-hmm. the last one and the look of the spider woman, those are both really great designs, mm-hmm. but he couldn't move. And <laughs> that's one of the probably better designs we've seen of, a, <laughs> of something mm-hmm. like that. If we look at the overall whole and cohesion... I think these designs are actually much more cohesive uh, hmm. as as these entities uh, that are. Yes, we get the crocodile man and the big bug eyed woman. They don't stand out like Spider Woman does, but they're certainly right. better than Batman. Yeah, um, and they also carry this nice bit of surprise with them when he fights Crocodile Man. Yes, it's not as good as some of the Zio designs. But there's this interesting powerfulness, I guess, for the Crocodile Man, where it kind of feels like Jay might be a little uh, outclassed in strength, and it, it, mm-hmm. it and its fighting style is kind of different. I, I really <laughs> like that element of it. And that's the thing. Each of these bring an interesting opening gambit, I guess, in terms of a fighting move. You know, the Bug-Eyed Woman gets those drapes. That she mm-hmm. uses to initially wrap her prey. Oh, very cool! It's, yeah, it's so cool. Uh, the, I just think I think they're really a, even a little more thought out in terms of how they're used in the film, and I, mm-hmm. I do appreciate that. Again, even if I do think maybe overall they look a little lesser, um, mm-hmm. but the real standout here is that throne room. That yeah, just looks cool. like flesh, and it turns out it actually is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gross. It's this a really great place for a final conflict. Mm-hmm. And I just love the moment where we realize that it is flesh when he goes into that area and it starts yeah. collapsing on him and trying to crush him <laughs> as he tries to save his sister. This mm-hmm. is so cool. And that that whole final sequence is it, it, it's. Golly, it's really something to behold and impressive. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. I mentioned last week that there was an element of silent film to Common Rider Zio, but there's 25 minutes in the film this week, in the middle of the film, where my subtitles turned off, but it didn't matter <laughs> because there was no dialogue, <laughs> only action, right? It, it, right. Just, it didn't matter. Um, I was like, where'd my subtitles go? And I look on YouTube. And it's like, no subtitles available. I'm like, eh, well, um, I guess it's okay. And it was because as soon as dialogue came back, there were subtitles again. So it was a 25-minute chunk right there in the middle. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because essentially this film is just meant to be a showcase of the special effects and action. But at the same time, here's what I appreciate. It still provides a basic story that is both intimate and grand. Uh, I don't think we necessarily get that emotional center for me like we got Mm. with Zio. Uh, I love that melody and that through line there. But we do have our hero, Jay, 
preventing the sacrifice of a sister while at the same time preventing the extinction of humanity, right? This goes on a large scale with tying it back to dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <an> amazing <laughs> So we So we have both ends of the spectrum here, uh, the intimate and the grand. And you mentioned it, but the, the climax of this film is awesome. Uh, I guess the climax starts with that third battle and it continues for just about the last <laughs> 20 minutes of the film. Uh, there's, there's just a much better finish to the battle here. As I mentioned last week, that was one of my weaknesses with, with the climax of the battle um, against the Neo life form and Zeo. Here there feels like a real finale with a couple of twists along the way, but a real destruction of our final boss. Yeah, yeah. I really like that finale here. Um, it's not just some guy falling over, smoke coming out, and then <laughs> everything mm-hmm. going going down. Uh, like I said, there are some surprises in this final battle. I never imagined that I would see Common Rider get big. And then we yeah. also get some... Uh, most people wouldn't know watching their first time, but Common Rider staples, like the famous Rider kick. We oh, yeah. get that twice here. Once from above the I figured clouds. that was a staple. Yeah. I figured it was a staple once I saw it. I was like, all right. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't in Zio. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, one of them, he literally jumps above the clouds and then drops it. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. And, and there, there's elements to that finale that I was already kind of mentioning earlier, but those that miniature work. Really yeah. impressive. Yeah. Really yeah. great looking stuff. Now, does the design of the Fog Mother, like her entire ship, make sense? Because it's got these little tiny drills on the front. Because the the actual the actual machine is hitting the object before the drill is. It's very mm-hmm. pointless. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, there's just something really cool to the all the events happening. And, and that's not even talking about that pit of monsters while she's dangling in that cage. And mm-hmm. we get that alien moment where they start mm-hmm. coming out of the eggs. And these <laughs> things are like so grotesque looking. Like they're, they look like they got some of them have almost human faces. They're trying to eat her. They're, they're chewing through stuff where it, I could see a moment like that kind of, feeling a little silly or almost weightless because it's just, they're just nipping at the bottom of her cage. But when they start coming through and they start like getting at her legs and stuff, I think it's a pretty good tense moment for the movie. And I was really glad to to see them kind of do that with uh, this big finale. Oh yeah. Um, So my nonsensical names for for the monsters this week, (laughs) Alex are mustachioed, Alligator, okay, luscious mothhead, Darth Metal Snakehead, and Fog Mother Monster, and Foth Fog Mother Core. Um, and I'll tell you, the Fog Mother definitely reminds me, like the outer face of Fog Mother. It reminds me to tie it back to video games. It reminds me of battles against Sigma in the Mega Man X series. I don't know if you ever played that, but. It's awesome, right? It's like this huge metal face that, yes. that you face a couple different times. That's what we see here. It's very neat. Um, it, honestly, overall, I can't find a ton to complain about here. 
just a few things that I would have liked to see more of, honestly. Um, and there's a few just random individual transition moments <laughs> that made me scratch my head uh, and laugh a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, like yeah, don't th- they just like cut the music off sometimes? Like, <laughs> yeah, they just, we'll cut the music off or like just transitions and, and it feels like a character has just transported like 30 feet. Yes. And- <laughs> yep. That happens. <laughs> or like, yeah, yeah. You, the, the character jumped 10 feet, but then he's like 30 feet above where it was. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, other than that, though, like these small little complaints, this is a—I think this is a good showcase of Toku. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I almost would recommend this one um, to somebody. And I don't know, honestly, I don't know Common um, Rider very well. But if someone's just getting into Toku, want to see what it's all about, I think this would be a good showcase because I think Zio is a little bit more avant-garde overall yeah. right it's a little different in, in just how it's shot and how it's paced um it tries to do a little bit more artsy stuff in a way whereas this film just feels like we're gonna give you the best toku has to offer here you go have fun with it uh take it for a ride see if you like it that, so i think it's a good offering to someone kind of getting into toku for the first time yeah, 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 and, and I, I, I think I agree with you there. Um, this is definitely much more recommendable than Zio, uh, and feels. I think I even mentioned earlier, it does feel a lot more in line with general Common Rider. I, it, yeah, yeah, just especially like our encounters with the monsters individually. Yeah. It feels very common writer with those first makes, three encounters. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, hey, MVM Plus this week, Alex. Alex has a special surprise for us. <laughs> we don't know what it is. I, I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to tell our listeners what it is because okay. it's that amazing and that awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what it is yet, but Alex says he's got something in store. <laughs> So I'm excited I'm wor- for I'm it. I'm workshopping. I'm workshopping. Look, and we've still got our 2023 special going on here um, where you can become a bargain base mite <laughs> for $2 a month. That's a, that's a $2 bargain if you ask me, yeah, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, Black not necessarily. Friday, more like Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, the $2 a month bargain isn't really a bargain for our MVM Plus episodes. It's just a bargain for for the little community that you would join over on Patreon. Because I tell you, we've got the coolest little group of of patrons over there um, that really have some good conversations going. Uh, and as we witnessed on our producer meeting a couple weeks ago, have, have, have a good camaraderie. Right? There's a good spirit among them. So uh, you get to join that little community with our 2023 uh, bargain base might special. Hey, I'll tell you, Alex, that's running all the way through January. And I'll tell you, we might extend it to February as well. We'll have to see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I might. I might extend it to, to, to J- February. We'll see. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to look at the numbers. I'll have to crunch some numbers here uh, and see if we can afford it. But yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We got, still got to stay in business somehow, Eric. So don't get too crazy yeah. with it. I'm not going. I'm not going to get too crazy. I have to 
uh, check with our accounting team and, and see what they say. Uh, but all right. Awards, Alex. <laughs> Who do you have for your compelling character award? I had the fog mother monster. How did you become just a face with a crystal in your mouth? I don't know. How did, I, like, <laughs> how did you become this giant shit? Oh, shit, ship, ship, sorry. <laughs> Was it a slow process, a long process? What do you typically eat? You know? Like, I get you have a sacrifice, but it looks like the babies are eating that. There's just so much compelling lore to be had with the father, mother, <laughs> smug. What is it? The, the fog of mothership. <laughs> Yeah, fog mother. Uh, yeah, there's a fog mother. yeah, there's a lot to go with this fog mother, and I just think that she's uh, a very interesting foe. And I did not expect Common Rider to fight a, fo- a foggy fortress at the end of this film, so that was pretty cool. And also, I will be uh, honestly, it was a pretty cool little fight, despite it being like this ship, just because of all the yeah. weapons it had and all the arms and all that stuff. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I said, look, when I saw her, I said, you are one ugly motherfucker, Alex, <laughs> is what I said. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> mine was uh, Zoo, which I guess her monster name is Wasp Woman. Um, oh. she's, she's compelling to me. She's compelling to me. I, I love how Common Rider has just very creative names for their monsters too, like Wasp Woman. They put a lot of time. Into they put it. a lot of thought into these names. Um, I mean, I mean, even their Common Riders just get letters after it eventually. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I mean, what Common Riders in English translation is just Masked Rider, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a mask on and you ride a motorcycle. So, which does feature more prominently here. I guess that could have been a compelling character as well. There you go. Right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, mine is Wasp Woman. She, that, that you mentioned it earlier, but I, I really thought that scene was intriguing with those red wraps and how she wraps mm. Koji up. I could have used a bit more of that, honestly, because. It was that mystical element that sort of uh, appealing to maybe a side of him um, that we didn't necessarily see. That could have been interesting. Uh, but I, I loved kind of the, the fact that she was trying to weave him uh, in this sort of, of web. So it was intriguing. That was a compelling character to me. I would have liked to see more of Wasp Woman. Yeah, sounds like Wasp Woman thought she was a spider woman, which is why she ended up biting the dust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of strange. I didn't know it was a wasp, to be fair. I just, I found that out after the fact. But yes, some sort of bug. But anyway, uh, most memorable line award. What'd you have, Alex? Uh, Rider kick. (laughs) We We needed a rider kick last week. We didn't get one. We got one here. So there you go. That's, uh, that's my I thought it might have been. I mean, there's not, there's, there's not much to pick from. <laughs> All right. Mine came really like it was one of the beginning. Uh, it was one of the beginning lines of the film. And this is one of those music stop moments. But this one worked, right? Like the music stops. It's this sort of eerie. It's setting the scene. It's setting this ritual scene up. 
Uh, and this got this kind of creepy ritualistic music, and then the music stops abruptly, and we've got our three uh, fog henchmen mm. there, and the tall henchman says, "The prayer has ended. Now we must choose a sacrifice." I was like, what? (laughs) Uh, So it was just compelling. And I thought it was actually a really good moment where you cut the music and just set the tone for this entire film. Um, And it does. So what about Can't Believe That Acting? Um, I gave it to Barry, the puppet, the puppeteer. The grasshopper puppet, Alex. Oh, yes. The grasshopper puppeteer. Um, this thing is just a charming, moving little thing. Um, they also just play with that weighty emotion when it's been killed while trying to save the day. And it just slowly <laughs> crawls to the, to, to the common writer's sister, whatever her name was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked Barry, uh, but I'm going to give it to Barry's voice actor, oh. Rukako Akawa. Um, for uh, conveying emotion through a grasshopper. Uh, I, I actually kind of like that element because, again, I like the fantasy elements yes. of Jay a lot. Um, I think Common Rider, I, I have no idea, honestly, if this is the case or not, but I like it working more as a fantasy than a sci-fi. It's, it, um, it's, it plays both, I can tell you. Kuga yeah. that I'm watching uh-huh. is fantasy um, mm-hmm. but then the original series is sci-fi. Well, well so, is, so is Ultraman to an extent, though. I mean, obviously Ultraman's an alien, right. and so it definitely leans more sci-fi. But but there are some fantasy elements, right, mm-hmm. in uh, Ultraman. So, but this, I, I like the fantasy element uh, as we've discussed on the show before. Uh, unique awards. Last week I had coolest creature award. This week, I'll go with the Coolest Creature Award, and I'll give it to Darth Metal Snakehead um, for with his lightsaber. <laughs> but his real name is Cobra Man. Again, another just Ooh, creative Cobra name Man. here. And again, I, I think Cobra Man was taken directly from Mega Man because <laughs> there's at least like three Cobra bosses that you face <laughs> in the Mega Man series. So uh, really cool creature, though. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What about you? Um, I had the rider uh, standoff in the, the 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 big final battle. I guess when mm. he's standing off with the fog mothership as my yeah. good shot. Uh, I just I thought it was just really cool and shocking to see a giant common rider because I again I did not expect that. It was it was super cool. Dude, I completely skipped my good shot and just moved yes, to my did. unique award yep. and said coolest creature. I brought us back. Don't you worry. <laughs> My, uh, oh, that's a good shot is the, it's one of those funny transition moments where Common Rider, um, the character, the human version, is pushed off that bulldozer truck. Mm. And it's like, he's just pushed off, but then he falls off a mountain. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's in a ravine, right? <laughs> uh, but he gets to the bottom of this, like, huge ravine in like a second and he's unharmed you're like how did that just happen and nobody really knows uh i, I, but I love it i like that that gigantic truck snuck up on him <laughs> <laughs> where did that come from it reminds me of the office where dwight has the electric car 
<laughs> or Andy has the electric car and he sneaks up on Dwight and fins him. <laughs> Because it's silent in the electric mode. <laughs> or under five miles an hour or whatever. Oh, yeah, man. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then for my unique award, uh, I had the coolest effect, and that was the monster pit. I really nice. liked that monster pit. It was like super dark fantasy. Uh, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it because uh, of how disturbing it was. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, Alex, final thoughts and tier rating. What you give this one? I do like this one more than ZO, even though I like both. I don't, I still, I still don't know if it's Godzilla tier or not. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing. So I'm going to give this a high gamma tier. I really like this one. I, I, I actually connected a little more with the characters here. But I, I will give you, Eric, that, that melody in Zio is pretty, uh, I guess, emotional in a way. Um, so maybe his dad wasn't wrong. You know, I was calmed by the music. And uh, But I do think that all the surprises here really work. Um, giant Kamen Rider, the little snake pit monsters, the, at- the attacks, I guess, and just... The, the fantasy surgery. There's just a lot of weird things going on that actually just somehow kind of worked pretty well. And mm-hmm. it's just a lot of toku fun. Cause those, again, those miniatures and seeing all that stuff getting blown up. I was so impressed with the budget that was put in and work that was put into that stuff. Cause it, it, oh, was, yeah. it was not needed and greatly appreciated. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's not a lot to complain with here. But it still just didn't quite manage to get into the Godzilla tier. What about I you? think I'm with you. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it got me excited for Ultraman the next next week, Ooh, Alex. Me too. Um, I, I'm excited to watch that. I did go ahead and get the DVD um, Mill Creek, uh, the next and Nexus, ah. so that I can follow up the next with Nexus. I know, crazy. I did man. too. I'm, I'm splurging. Or I'm splurging I, I, over here. I asked for it for Christmas, but Christmas got canceled because of bad weather. So I don't know if I'll have it in time, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, for me, though, and thinking about this film, I probably would rate it slightly below, slightly Ooh. below Zio. I might rate Zio a little higher. Um, both Gamera tiers. Uh, and this would be upper gamma tier too. In fact, I may say that I have more fun with this film um, because of that toku feeling, that nostalgic uh, toku feeling that this brings. I think Zio is a bit more cinematic, as I said already, and I like the ambition that it has. I also think it has a bit more of an emotional undercurrent. With that said, I, I love the video game, uh, game of death uh, sort of, <laughs> fight my way through to save my sister right. <laughs> sort of storyline here. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Um, so both these films are really fun. Uh, are, are they masterpieces? No, because of, because of their limitations, but are they really great uh, as standalone films by themselves? That I would recommend to most people. Yeah. Right. Like I, I would recommend, Common Rider J to anybody interested in Toku, and I would recommend Common Rider Zio um, to anyone that's honestly thinks special effects um, and sci-fi films are cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so 
I like both of these a lot. It's hard for me to choose one over the other, though Zio may come out slightly on top. This is a gamer tier film. Jay is a gamer tier film, um, and it is on the upper end of that gamma spectrum. But next week, Alex, next week, uh, the week that follows will be the next Ultraman, the next, in which we'll flex our specs to cash the big checks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just hope that it's good, Ultraman, the next. If it is, I hope Ultraman sends me a text. <laughs> oh man now you're talking like Gridman yeah. type of thing you're right you're right a modern Gridman series or, might send or, you a text or a kiryu godzilla kiryu you know mm, he likes right. to text yeah okay he does, yeah he does. oh he does he does you're right <laughs> Uh, what was that line? Someone's gonna kill me for not remembering yeah, it. But it's like goodbye, <laughs> yeah, whatever your like, name is. I can't remember. Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> Live long and prosper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, good stuff. As always, thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Ben. You can leave us feedback on the series, this episode, or anything else at mvmpod.com or email us at mvmpod at gmail.com. Follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. You can become a bargain base my at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod. We do have that 2023 special going on through February. You heard it here first. Uh, and you can receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or a share always helps. But hey, become a bargain base my. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, Christopher Clavero, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which form Subblock B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't forget to flick your earring before you turn into a monster. <laughs> And try to stay alive. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Yeah, yeah. Black Black Friday, more like Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>